0: This is Sportscasters Anonymous. A weekly podcast about sports, all sports MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip.
1: What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Sportscasters Anonymous. This is episode number thirty, recorded on November sixteenth, twenty twenty, Monday. Uh, and as always chip and i are looking forward to bringing you an amazing show we're both a little tired we've had a exceptionally long week uh but chip as always i gotta ask how you doing my man
2: uh exhausted uh it's been a very long week weekend um yeah the uh games that yesterday were uh Interesting to say the least. Uh, it's been a lot of news and sports this week. Uh, it seems like when we have one week of not much going on, the next week there's like a ton going on. So we're going to try to get to everything tonight and uh, present it to you. Um, so we'll get right into it. With the uh, contact us, uh, you can contact us uh, myself at my email, which is chip at randomchatter.com, or you can contact Don at his email, which is don at randomchatter.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter under uh, our handle is at sportcastanon a-n-o-n you can join us on discord under random chatter where there's sports and pop culture talk you can support us on patreon under random chatter you can buy our stuff on random store and you can also find us on uh, anchor.fm amazon music audible spotify youtube
1: and twitch boom all in a nutshell So we're not going to dwell on that. Let's uh, get on with the news and discussions and right to the NFL updates. And you were right. It was a crazy week in football.
2: Yeah, it was. um, I I don't know. Like, usually we say it's crazy, but uh, to me, it was more interesting than than anything. Um, I don't think there was many upsets, but there were definitely some games that went down to the wire that, really didn't expect them to go down to the wire and there were some games that i thought were going to be blowouts that weren't really blowouts um i think one of the biggest surprises of the weekend um had to be the patriots beating the ravens or um the cardinals beating your bills i i, think, I or, i'm, so that I'm was scratching my
1: head yeah <laughs> I, at the two-minute warning, I'm like, okay, it sounds like it's all wrapped up. Buffalo's going to put this in the bag. And then my son tells me this morning, he goes, so sorry about the loss, two points. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Buffalo won that game. He goes, nah, they lost. So I had to pull it up, and I was like, you got it. DeAndre Hopkins, man. <laughs> As
2: insane Hail Mary catch, it was an insane play. Um, you had the Rams beating the Seahawks, which is another big upset. Um, and, and how about the Dolphins? The Dolphins are now, uh, half a game behind you, your, for the AFC
1: East. They are on my radar. They are on the radar. Uh, Buffalo is on the buy this week and the Dolphins play. So I got friends that are Dolphins fans. It's, Nice Dolphins here, I hope you lose. Yeah. It ain't this. Say that again.
2: I was to say it's crazy, it's crazy that uh you never expected the Dolphins to be
1: that Yeah, I wasn't expecting to be talking about the Dolphins in this way this season. The uh the elephant in the room, so to speak. Uh, I didn't really follow the game, but your Eagles and the Giants, man. Yeah. I. I to talk about that. That was, it
2: was, that was as painful as it is to watch as his mind demeanor tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of says it all. Um, we're not going to dwell on on the wins and losses, but um, your Steelers out there, Steeler fans are nine and the only undefeated team still in the nfl we got a one loss team with the kansas city chiefs and then it it starts to get muddied up a little bit in the east you got buffalo at seven and three and then you got a bunch of six and three teams so this is uh this is going to be an interesting race to the finish uh, for the afc for the nfc Uh, The West, you got three teams at six and three. For the love of God, who wants the division is the question. Uh, In the NFC East, Chip, your Eagles are still in first place at three, five, and one. First place is first place. Yep, yep. I mean, we still got football to play. Uh, The Saints and the Buccaneers look like they're going to duel it out for the NFC South. Saints at seven and two, Bucks at seven and three. And then the NFC North, you got the Packers at seven and two. The Bears are playing tonight against Minnesota. They're at five and four. Uh, I would say it would probably be easier to pick your playoff teams out of the NFC and in the AFC. Oof, you got a big mashup there. I think uh the back end of the schedule here is really gonna tell the tale.
2: Yeah, I uh the only thing I gotta say about the NFC is my, my bold prediction for this year is that is that the Eagles will not win the division. Um, I know I said a few weeks ago that I thought they would, but after seeing them play the last couple of weeks, I just don't see how they can do it.
1: Um, and do you think? Do you think real quick? Do you think that tie? Uh, I said this earlier in the season, and everyone looked at me like I was nuts. Do you think that tie is going to help you or hurt you in determining the East winner?
2: I don't really think it's going to matter. I don't even think it's going to come into play, to be honest. I, Looking at how they're playing, I, I'd i be happy if they won two games the rest of the year. Um, I, I don't see them winning against any top-level contenders. Um, I think they'll probably beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are just that bad. Um, and then they'll play Washington at the end of the season. I think Washington will have it locked up, rest their starters. and I think the Eagles win a garbage game. So I think they win the last two games of the season, but I don't think they win anything else. So I don't think it. I don't think it. It, it matters basically.
1: That's got to be painful for you to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it,
2: it, watching that game yesterday, it was it was like it was like getting punched in the in the jugular, and then having a four hundred pound person just belly flop on top of you, like it, like the whole wind just get taken out of you, as well as you know, insult to injury. Um, it was just it was such a poorly, poorly played game. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I just that's the way I see it right now.
1: Um, well, maybe maybe yeah. we should uh, attempt a little reverse psychology and just tell them that they suck and they're not going to do anything this season. Then maybe they'll just start chalking up wins.
2: Hey, I mean we've been we've been saying it for the last four or five weeks, and it still hasn't done anything. So, um, big news though today. Shoot. I don't know if you I don't know if you heard this, but it goes along with the Saints and the Buccaneers. You were talking about that. I wanted to mention this. Drew Brees has got is injured and he's going to be out multiple weeks with an injury. Oh, I don't know if you know,
1: no, I I was detached from football yesterday. Ah,
2: he, uh, supposedly the way the story goes is that last week during the Monday night game, he broke three ribs. They did an x-ray. They missed it on the x-ray. He went and played yesterday and, and, uh, got hit and they, they, Show the hit, and he just was in so much pain afterwards. Uh, couldn't breathe. Supposedly, he broke the ribs even further, where they punctured his lung, and he had a collapsed lung.
0: Oh,
1: uh, sh- sh- can't say it, but you get the idea.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, first yes, of all, okay. how, how
1: did they did X-rays, and you couldn't tell the man's ribs were broken?
2: Uh, I mean, sometimes with like X-rays are not foolproof. Um, yeah, but true.
1: I mean, like one, two, but three.
2: <laughs> it, it depends on if there's a ton of inflammation there and the way the ribs are and how small and thin they are mm-hmm. like they, you could add a fractured rib and, and uh, a lot, you miss a lot of small fractures on, on x-rays because they're they're you're taking a internal image with all this other tissue on top of it and if you have a ton of inflammation there, it, it's almost impossible like it just okay. it, like inflama- inflammation that. on x rays shows up as white well so does bone. So when you have a ton of inflammation there, plus on top of bone, it doesn't look like a fracture. Now, you would think that um, a doctor would be able to determine the difference between what inflammation looks like and what the bone itself actually looks like. But uh, they did it in this instance, and he went back out. He went out there on Sunday and, and uh, got the knocked out. The job was finished. Day after. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they, they, had, they, had James James they had James Winston
2: come in. They James Winston come in and finish the second half. I mean, it didn't matter. They were up seventeen to ten, so all James Winston had to do was just not turn the ball over, and he didn't. So,
1: so here's my question: Can um, when Breeze was injured before, Teddy Bridgewater stepped in and got the job done, and and that's why he got the job in Carolina. How confident do we feel that Jameis Winston? They said Breeze will probably be out at least three weeks. How confident do we feel in Jameis Winston to help lead the Saints to the promised land?
2: I think they put Taysom Hill in more than they put Jameis
1: Winston in. Okay, fair enough. Um, he, he has shown he is a uh, a threat uh, without question.
2: Yeah, and uh, Jameis Winston has shown anything but that and shown more that he's a turnover machine. He's
1: than a, he a is threat an actual... to the team he's on.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Ouch. Um, well, hopefully uh, Breezy recovers quickly. You know, this could, especially with Tom Brady and the Bucks knocking at the door there uh, battling out with you, this uh, this could settle things unless the Saints can find a, win, uh, a way to win their next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they come out of this injury because it's a major in- injury to – their team and they're one of the best teams in the NFC. So um, it could be if they get the, a, a new and improved Jameis Winston, it, it could be Terry Bridgewater 2.0 and they, they, he goes on a 4-0 and ter- tear and Drew Brees can rest and be okay. Or you can um, get the Jameis Winston that we know from before where he just turns the ball over a lot. and. On the flip side, though, the
1: fact fact that they have Taysom Hill uh, is kind of like uh, their ace in the hole. If Jameis isn't panning out, um, Taysom can definitely be a threat because he has no problem tucking that ball and running, and he is like a beast when he goes.
2: Yeah, I I mean – I don't know. It'll, it'll be definitely very, very interesting to see how it all ends up. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I can't say – I think it definitely hurts their chances of winning the division. Um, I don't think they're going to catch – I don't think they're going to go 4-0 and without Drew Brees. I, I, I'd be surprised if they win one or two of those games. But, you know, we'll see. Um, so my question for you going off of that, who is the most surprising player for you this season so far?
1: I mean, if you got to throw some bias in there, um, Josh Allen for the bills, as the season has been going on, has just looked amazing. Absolutely amazing. So that's my biased opinion. Uh, most surprising otherwise. Uh, Hmm. I hate to say it, and it pains me to say it, but considering the situation and the way they started out in Tampa, and, and the way they have in their ups and downs, Tom Brady's been kind of surprising this season. He he's not. It doesn't seem like he's constant on. It's like if he's on, it's tremendous. If he's off, they just don't have a chance. So he's been pretty, pretty surprising to me mid season so far. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been surprising uh, in a negative way, but the Texans have just imploded. So uh, that, that definitely is a surprise. Uh, Kyler Murray continues to impress me. So I would, I would call that a pleasant surprise. How about you?
2: Um, I would have to say the like the biggest surprise for me would be, and I don't know if Serena was a surprise. I guess it, it's more of compared to last year to this year. the The biggest surprise for me would have to be um, Aaron Rodgers, um, and and how much he is willing his team. I know he has Devontae Adams, but when Devontae Adams that out he still kind of finds a way to win. And, yeah. and I think he, he's the biggest surprise for me of the season so far.
1: Well, the question that we asked at the beginning of the season was because they drafted a quarterback uh, in the draft this year. So you and I were saying is, does that give him renewed purpose? Is he playing with the chip? Um, what, what Aaron Rodgers is just, wow, I guess is the be the best way to put it. Um. That, that that's a man on a mission right there without question.
2: Yeah. He, uh, he, he's definitely tr- out there to prove that they, um, made the wrong decision about who they were going to, um, like about drafting a new, another quarterback to replace him. Um, and, and basically, I, I mean, it all it might end up turning into like a, a Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, Situation where two or three years down the road they're going to have to trade a, away for a first or second round pick um, because Aaron Rodgers is still doing uh, performing lights out, and then they're going to have to go searching for another quarterback. Um, or they could flip it and try to trade Aaron Rodgers away, which would be very interesting. So you, I guess you could look at it either way, but I, I would just say uh, honestly, Aaron Rodgers is probably the the uh, most. Um, surprise of the season
1: for me. Uh definitely a great choice. Um who would be the most surprising on the other end of the spectrum just like wow, I can't believe it's that bad.
2: Uh I'm just going to say Carson Wentz. That's that's for me.
1: And done.
2: <laughs> like just just the amount of uh like how much he's regressed this year compared to other years is is just insane.
1: Fair enough. What else we got, man? Uh, let's see here.
2: Um, so uh, let me put this.
1: This was an interesting
2: article that I found um, from uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who came out and said that he thinks that receivers should get the yards for for a PI call, um, and it's an interesting debated topic. My, my question for you is, do you think that if a receiver, if there's a defensive pass interference on a play against a receiver, that they should get the yards that would would have been issued to them if they had caught the ball?
1: Uh, that's a sticky situation. Um, because without the pass interference, you can't guarantee that they would have caught the pass. You know, the pass interference is basically you're interfering with the ability to make the catch. Doesn't mean that they were going to make the catch. They just have have a pair of. So I have to go with no. you not they would have caught the ball.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you can go you can go back and forth with it over whether you want to say yes, they should have, or no, they shouldn't have. Um. I don't know. I, I I look at it this way is I think it's I think almost gotta make it a, a judgment call in the fact that if they were go like if it was a catchable ball that they were going to catch, and, and again he gets so much subjective with it, so it's really hard to say yes or no. But like you're right, you can't you can say like you can go on it's you can go on either side of the argument and say well they would have caught it or no they would not have caught it so how could you count it if they weren't going to catch it but I think like for some of the blatant ones where they were going to catch it and the it was obvious pass interference like I think you got to give them the yards I think there's got to be something some give or take there if it was like the ball was thrown out of bounds and and they got interfered with or like there was no shot that they were going to catch the ball and they got interfered with then then I, I can't I can see that not counting but I don't know. There's, there's got to be. I think they, I think they have to start looking at maybe, maybe something like that, or, or or start the discussion because there are a lot of times like, and and honestly, it doesn't matter for anything except for fantasy. Um, but there are a lot of hundred percent. <laughs>
1: you know, there, a forty-yard pass interference goes a long way.
2: <laughs> yeah, like there are a lot of times where that, like the the player would would have caught the ball and it would have like changed like, at least for me, fantasy wise, we changed it. If they had, if they had, uh, you know, called it, it, it like didn't call the pass interference and he had, and there wasn't pass interference and he caught it and he got the yards, like that would have changed the tide of a, of a game or something like that. Or, or, um, I don't know. It just, you can go back and forth with it, but I, I think they need to start at least having the discussion and figuring out how they want
1: to address it. Uh, I can, I can live with that. That's fine. It, we- you sold me. <laughs> um, and there's
2: another, yeah, there's another – this is quite interesting, and I'm not, I'm not going to dwell too much on it, and I just want to get your quick opinion on it. But they came out – the NFL came out with a new mandate um, for minority coach development. Um, they gave out a new incentive that those teams that develop minority coaches that, come, that, that go on and become – Head coaches or something like that will, um, end up getting uh, draft picks uh, as a compensation or as a reward for developing minority coaches. Um, yeah. So my question to you is: is, is Do you think that is because um, the ultimate goal is to get more minority coaches in the coaching in the, in the coaching pool to pick right. from? So they have more minority head coaches, um, and that's kind of the new push of the NFL. And my my question for you is, do you think that is a good good way to go about it, or do you think there's a better way to go about it?
1: That's a touchy subject. Um, I I commend them uh, for uh, taking that route. I mean, you had the Rooney rule forever but teams seem to find a way around it so to speak or you know they'll have their coach picked out but end up going with somebody else you know how it goes Mm -hmm. um uh i guess it would be as how is the system set up because you know you could find a way to game the system unfairly you know uh go ahead and be like oh look we're you know you're rewarding draft picks for doing this if you get a team that really takes advantage of the system you know you're going to have a bucket of draft picks you know what i mean um i like the idea it just i guess how the how the analytics of it how they put it together how they monitor it is there a limit on it a cap on it you know what i mean um uh, mm-hmm. they're. i like i like what they're doing it just is i i guess what i'm saying is on on paper I, the theory sounds wonderful but the practicality of it i wonder how well it will work
2: yeah i i, I mean it's definitely a step in the right direction uh i just i, I don't want it to become like like we said with the rooney Roll words they 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 take advantage of it or they make it because um, they're giving a sense of a draft picks and you can always you know, getting more draft picks is always a good thing. I don't want them to see, I don't want them to start doing this and it lose its value of what's the, what's at the heart of the issue. And what's the, um, what's the, the underlining uh, uh, goal that they're trying to do. And and they make it more about like the compensation that they're getting for it, and and less about the 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 purpose behind it. Yes, the purpose behind it. I couldn't think of the right word. The purpose behind it, and and that's like that. Like the Rooney Rule was like a great thing to start getting more interviews, to start getting coaches more experienced with that, and it became a I I hate to use the word, but I can't think of anything else like a useless rule in the in the sense that like teams would would abide by it, but they would interview one minority candidate and then, but already have their coaches they were going to pick anyways. So they just kind of just did it because they had to do it rather than they were trying to get more. They were trying to actually look for a minority candidate.
1: Yeah. I mean, with, with any rule like that, there, there can be a tendency to abuse the system so, like I said, on on paper, it sounds great. Uh, I would like to see how it actually works, though. You know, if it if it works the way it's intended to, I think it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, so, I mean, it'll, it's not going to be anything that's going to be earth shattering within the next year or so. Um, but over, over time, you're going to start seeing more and more of this, which is, um, you know, what, what we want to see. So um, we can move on um, to our fantasy football update, and we can go through this really quickly. Uh, I'm losing this week. Uh, I don't know how you're doing this week, Don. I haven't really looked at it um, after, after the Eagles kind of, you know, slowed down last, last uh, yesterday. I, I kind of stopped. Kind of um, took
1: the wind out of your sails at that point.
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of stopped watching anything. Um, okay. Well, let,
1: let me give, you, getting, uh, I give you a – I'm getting
2: this week, I know, so.
1: Okay, well, um, let's do a rundown here. Um, you got uh, Team Dave with one in play with a score of 132.46 against the Lakewood Wranglers. Their week is done 102.8. Team Dave is going to take the victory. That will move him to four and six. The Lankwood Wranglers will fall to two and eight. Uh, Team Football Lord and my Pictatorship. Team Football Lord at 139.78 with one in play. My Pictatorship at 108.5 with one in play. Um, Based on projections and whatnot, I haven't looked at the particular players, but I I can probably assume that Team Football Lord is going to run away with this one. Uh that would move team football lord to six and four and my Pictatorship to five and five. Uh Inverness Dire Wolves with nobody left to play, 132.2. Chip your Hatfield Eagles with one in play with a score of 73.4. Maybe you could pull off one of my miracles. Who do you have in play uh tonight?
2: Uh Adam Thielen.
1: Okay, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Uh Funnier things have happened in our league. Um, If the dire wolves wrap it up, that would move them to five and five chip. That would move you down to six and four. And uh, my whitesboro whack jobs against the Florida triers, Florida triers with 84.1 with zero players in play. Now their week is done. I am winning with 95.52 with one in play. Uh, I've got Delvin cook. So that will move me to nine and one in the season and the triers to three and seven. And that is our fantasy football wrap up.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it'll be interesting to see how it comes down. I I think that uh, my ineptitude over the last few weeks has made it, made it very, very interesting.
1: Uh, The, the, um, the competition right now in your division. um. You got guys that are about a game behind you. Uh, before the standings are finalized for the week, your current record coming into the week was six and three. Football lord at five and four, my Pictatorship at five and four, and the dire wolves at four and five. So we've got you've got a, a race to the finish here and hope you can keep them at bay. Uh, in my division, I came into the week at eight and one. Team Dave was three and six, Triers were three and six, and the Wranglers were two and seven. So, barring any serious injuries to my roster, uh, I'll probably run away with my division.
2: Yeah, and mine's going to be up for grabs. So, uh, we'll keep you posted, but uh, it'll be an interesting
1: end of the season on all fronts. Indeed. Most indeed. NBA, man. Let's talk some basketball. Yep. So, we're going to –
2: we got – I didn't realize it was kind of – kind of crept up, crept up on us. Um, the NBA free agency started today. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> with their new collective bargaining agreement or, or schedule for next, for next year. The uh, free agency period began today at noon. Um, and there is a lot of speculation going rampant around the, uh, the NBA um, starting off with Houston, who, as you know, has changed their coach, changed their DM. Um, they still have James Harden and Russell Westbrook there, but it seems that that may not be for long. There is a lot of speculation about James Harden leaving Houston and getting traded away. Right now, the speculation is he might go to the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, um,
1: Lord, no, <laughs> no, which,
2: which which would prepare him with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who Durant who he played with in uh, Oklahoma City many moons ago.
1: Ah, the Knicks wouldn't have a chance this season.
2: Were they going to have a chance anyways?
1: I just had to get that out there to make myself feel good.
2: (laughs) Um, so that, that, that's going to be something to, to keep an eye out for. They've also linked James Harden to go into the Sixers, which I'm not really sure how that would work out, but if it did work out, I'd be all for it.
1: You're not saying Um, no at this point, right? Right.
2: No, but I I don't know who or what we would give up to do that. Um, same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, I mean, I could see if you were trying to dump a salary with James Harden, but like, if you're trying to trade of any type of substance, the only player that really Brooklyn has is Karius LeVert that they could trade over there.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: at the same time, then you have Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, and um. James Harden, like you'd ha- you'd have to put a package together where it's like a bunch of picks, Kyrie LeVert, and I, I and you'd almost have to give up DeAndre Jordan or like another big name because I mean I, the NBA is funny because I can never really figure out how they do their payments like their their salary cap or, or or whatever it is because like you have teams like the Lakers that are strapped for cash but they have only two big stars and then all a bunch of role players and then you have like teams like the Golden State Warriors that have like four or five superstars on their team that are max contracts and they're paying in the lug- luxury tax but like they can do that fine like it like it just makes literally absolutely no sense to me with the NBA and how it works sometimes when you like look at these teams and like the fact that Brooklyn might get James Harden who's owed all this money and I look at the Sixers and it's like we we have all these contracts out with these big 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 players, and yes, they don't necessarily work, are going to work for our team. But at the same time, it's like you can't trade this player for that player because the money doesn't add up, or they're going to end up getting paid owed more. And if you trade two play, like there's like the the if you want to if you want to spend a week studying the NBA financials of how they run their 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 salaries and stuff like that more power to you because man, it's so confusing. I don't know if you understand any of it, but like I, I read some of it and it makes my head spin. I, uh, a mid level uh, exception, a, a, a player minimum exception. There's like, and you can sign this player and it doesn't count against your cap. You can sign these players and doesn't sound sign against your cap. Then you get like extra round draft picks for compensation because you gave up too much money or it's just, it it, it makes my head spin. uh,
1: Yeah. when we talk basketball talking about trades and money that's probably the one sport you don't hear me chime in because I'm just like ah oh, jeez I hope it works out because if I try and get into the logistics of it my head will probably explode. It,
2: it, <laughs> like like you said the there's too many
1: season. there's too many moving parts in what not in the deal what just happened to be like I'll trade you this guy for these two guys plus a draft pick and boom we're done. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: it doesn't work like, that way.
2: No, like it, you know. like the NFL is so cut and dry with like, you have a salary cap. You can't go above that cap. It well, does not work. Like if the rest of the teams just followed that, it would make life so much easier. But like the, the baseball, you have oh, going into the luxury tax. Now the NBA, you can, like, it's not a hard cap, but it like, they tax ridiculous amounts if you go into the luxury tax and they tax you more if you go in multiple years. And it's like, I don't know. Like it, it just, the the i think the nfl has the best if we're talking the four major sports i think they have the best like financial structure but the nba financial structure is there's just, no guesswork like, <laughs> there, there's like there's exceptions here where this guy doesn't count against your cap because he's your mid 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 uh level exception but then you can have a high level exception then you have super max contracts where the max that you can offer that person you can't offer him any more money so it like restricts the the amount of spending that the teams do and i'm sure, I'm sure there's like like I said, you guys freak, and it still would make your head spin. Like, it's just – there's so much I can, going I can,
1: I can also feel like you're ready to explode. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're just um, like, shoot. How about uh, CP3, man?
2: Yeah, I was going to say that was the next big news is uh, Chris Paul is going to get traded to the Phoenix Suns, um, as well as Dennis Schroeder is going to the Los Angeles Lakers um, to mm-hmm. connect them to another call uh, role player next to Anthony Davis, who unsurprisingly opted out of his contract to, to sign a Supermax deal, which is expected. Um, and, and LeBron James, which that adds the Lakers with more fa- firepower. Um, but yeah, CP3 going to, this, to the Phoenix Suns to play, against Deon- play with DeAndre Ayton and uh, Devin Booker um, and their team. Um, and they didn't give up much to, to get him.
1: They did give uh, up um, Ricky Rubio, who uh, was impressive trying to make that playoff run.
2: Yeah, but I, I still would have Chris Paul over Ricky Rubio any yes. day of the week.
1: Yes, yes. Um, so um, Phoenix sent one, two, three, four players and a 2022 first-round pick to OKC for CP3. So... Um. And, and-
2: that i mean that, that honestly makes them one of the better contenders in 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 the west
0: um because
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have a really good player in uh devin booker matched up uh, with a chris paul and deandre Ayton. like chris paul is going to basically be the the quote unquote dad on that team um, Yeah, and he, he like that.
1: They're i are going to give him a, a good, a, an amazing veteran on that team to kind yeah, of pull he, it together.
2: He's going to be able to, yeah, it's that's, that's just insane. I, I, I the sons are going to be a really
1: good team next year. Can somebody yeah. please take it to the Lakers? That's what we are asking for.
2: <laughs> I mean, they, they, they have the talent to, to do it. Um, I think they just they they need I don't know how strong the defender Devin Booker is whether he would be able to match up against LeBron but Deandre mm-hmm. Ayton would definitely be able to match up against Anthony Davis. Um I think they need that defensive player that's just going to lock down LeBron. I think that's their next goal on the Suns and if they can do that I think they would just shot at Competing, you know, with the Nuggets with the the Lakers in in the West.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Um, so the uh, the other the other news that came out of this week out of the NBA is, and this is, I, I don't know how you agree with this, but the, I think this is kind of interesting. So for for the Golden State Warriors to get more fans in the stands for it to be safe, they are try they're trying to get at least 50 percent capacity so they put in a bid to spend upward of 30 million dollars to test every fan and employee uh that enters that facility for covid so that they can minimize the amount of exposure that would happen at a game
0: wow
1: quite interesting wow but this is the first team that I've heard of in any sport that said, we want fans in the stands. We want to make sure you understand we're taking this seriously in the pandemic seriously. So we're going to test every single one. Wow. <laughs> That's. Mm hmm. Uh,
2: yeah, it, it it's, it's very, very interesting.
1: Uh, Props to the Warriors for for saying, "Hey, we got to find a way to get the fans here." So, we'll we'll spend the money to do it. Uh, do you see a downside to that? <laughs> I, I just i it if
2: it works, great because I we need to have fans in the stands. But at the same time, like that isn't insane amount of money and that's like is it feasible? I don't think so. I mean, it's a good long, idea in theory.
1: Well, I mean like how long uh, um they're talking about using the rapid PCR test. So they they've talked about like with the rapid testing sometimes uh they're not as uh as accurate or some people you need to get tested more than once. You know, you were tested the first time, it was fine. The next day you went and got tested, it said you're positive. Um, uh, you know, the test can be done within 15 minutes. So, I mean, let's say their arena seats 20,000 people and you want to get 10,000 people in there, you're going to test each of these 10,000 people and the test takes about 15 minutes right now the fans bought their ticket they want in now if they test positive are you gonna refund the ticket give them a ticket to another gate what do you do
2: yeah i mean uh it'll be you know what i mean (laughs) it'll be tough because you're like you'd have the logistics for it are just gonna are insane i just yeah, that's why i said like it's 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 a great great idea in theory but I just don't see it it, it working at all.
1: But again, I, I want I want to give them props for coming out and going, you know what, we'll front the money to get the fans in the stands. So, you, you know, in that regard, they're the first of, of any of the four sports that said, hey, we'll test the fans. We want them here. We'll help foot the bill to keep it safe. So I, I definitely I want to take my hat off to them uh, for – coming up with a plan now, how well it works is to be seen, but I I definitely want to give them credit for that.
2: Yeah, I I definitely want to. They're, they're definitely thinking outside the outside the box with that one. Um, So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm excited to see baseball free agency start picking up and hopefully we get more movement as the free agency, you know, progresses.
1: Um, we got some great news for baseball.
2: And
1: we're going to move on to baseball, no. yeah. Yep. So, uh, so uh, let's get uh, – I mean, I'm anxious for this. Uh, I was looking at it, I and uh, I want to get your uh, insight on it. Um, we'll start with the uh, awards for the season. I was rather pleased with the choices made this year.
2: There were some definite surprises. I think there were some that were – with this you had not a lot of like um your typical choices uh with it and i think that's what made it really interesting like it wasn't like um the same team or a player from the same team won. it wasn't like you didn't have anybody from like the yankees win it or anybody from the dodgers win it who you would have expected them to. the
1: usuals right (laughs) yeah
2: but you had guys that were that played really, really well this season and that were clear cut winners. Um, I think you could, there was no question that Jose Abreu was going to win the AL MVP award. I don't think there was a question that Shane Bieber was going to win the AL Cy Young award.
1: Um, None whatsoever.
2: I I think uh, Freddie Freeman winning the NL MVP award was kind of interesting, but I get it. Um, I think I, 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 I think I would have probably gone with maybe a different player than him, uh, but I can see, like, you know, you can make a case for him or, or somebody else. Um, his stats
1: were – I can see why he got it stat-based, you know. Yeah. I, um, ba- I just, based on I, statistics. That-
2: I just think of as a uh, MVP, as, like, most valuable player. I don't think he was the most valuable player to that team. Like, I think if you took Freddie Freeman out of that out of that lineup, I think they still – win the NL East.
1: Okay, fair enough. How about uh, Trevor Bauer winning the uh, National League Cy Young winner?
2: I'll be honest, I, I don't know of any other pitchers that was pitching as well as he was, so mm-hmm. I can't say that I would put anybody over him. Um, but like, looking at his stats, like they're just insane. So, yeah, I think he deserved it.
1: All right. Uh, rookie of the Year Awards, American League, Kyle Lewis. From the Mariners, second rookie to lead his team in average home runs, runs, and walks. So it definitely uh, sounds like he, he he was a unanimous selection. So it sounds like he did the job there in Seattle.
2: Yeah, and um, I think the I think the NL Rookie of the Year. I'm not I'm not a fan of relief pitchers winning any type of like nvp or rookie of the year
1: um you feel like they should be playing a whole game to get that recognition yeah
2: i mean there's a lot more pressure on on position players to win that than there is a relief pitcher that may come in for a third of an inning or a half of an inning or one inning every couple of days or every like if he was like their closer and had like 40 had 35 saves or had like 32 saves or something like that. Like I can see that, but this was like, he was just a reliever. He fanned 53% of his, he only faced a hundred batters like in a 60 game season. That's, that's not even like, that's literally not even an inning a game when you think about it. And I get like, he had a really good ERA and his batting average against him was really low. Um, but I I I just I'm not a fan of a re- reliever winning Rookie of the Year. I think that is a testament to the season itself, uh, it being so short. Um, but yeah, I was not I was not too pleased with that that choice.
0: Uh,
1: Manager of the Year awards the American League. Is anybody surprised that Kevin Cash was named the AL Manager of the Year,
2: or the NL Manager of the Year being Don Mattingly for the Marlins?
1: Yeah. Now. It, Donnie Baseball, I got to give him credit because we were talking about how the Marlins screwed the season for everybody else and then how shocked we would be if they even got into the playoffs. Uh, hey, man, <laughs> what can you say? Um, that, uh, he earned that one, all right? That, that was a crazy, wild season that the Marlins had. Um, Kevin Cash has the season... Started coming into focus and went not for the Rays. You could look at it and go, that was pretty much a lock. But uh, Don Mattingly winning it for the Marlins, I mean, they earned it. <laughs> Every single game, he earned the NL Manager of the Year award.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was – he took a team that was not expected to be anywhere near the top of the the standings to the playoffs. Um. Yeah. So and and what the fact that they had, I think it was like 25 games in 22 days to end the season and was able to have them locked in with a winning record and being able to manage it properly like that. That is a true manager of the year right there.
1: Oh, there's no, no denying that whatsoever. Uh, it, it was a crazy year. And, you know, congratulations to all the award winners. I mean, they all earned it. In, in a shortened season, everybody had their, uh, how should I put it, challenges.
0: Uh,
1: and overall, the baseball season, that was something to watch this year. Shortened season, games getting canceled, doubleheaders, extra teams in the playoffs. It was, uh, it was a wild ride this year, to say the least.
2: Yeah, I, this whole entire year has just been wild for sports. Um, And we do have outside of the awards, we do have uh, a few new, uh, I guess, stories because, you know, MLB free agency is actually going on right now, even though there's not really been many signings. Um, But you did have a new GM for the Miami Marlins, speaking of them, that got hired this week. Um, And it is a first uh, in the realm of baseball uh she the lady who got hired for is the first female gm in mlb history um and i'll be honest i don't don't really know how to say her name because it's kim and then ng so Mm -hmm. i don't know how do you pronounce the last name so i apologize for that that's just not me not being uh totally in sync or hearing someone else have mentioned that so i don't want to butcher it um but Oh, here it says, it says it here pronounced, I guess, Ange, A-N-G. So they say mm-hmm. they pronounce it. So I, I'll just go with that. Um, and I do apologize that, that I do not know how to pronounce your last name, but uh, that is an amazing, amazing thing for baseball and for force across the um, landscape that she becomes the first female GM.
1: Um, did and, you, and kudos to her. Did you, did you read her background and what she's done? She's earned it. She has paid her dues.
2: Yeah, she's it's not like she was just someone coming off the street. She's been within baseball for like 30 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Um, and 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 has a lot of experience behind the behind the scenes in the clubhouse. So um it's,
1: yeah, she, it's awesome. It says yeah. here
2: that she grew up a Yankees fan, so I guess that that's a little kudos to you there, Don. But uh Absolutely. Yeah, congratulations
1: to her. <laughs> and I can't wait to see where it goes. Um Miami they had uh let's see, how do we do this? G- Jeter buys the team and becomes the CEO. They have a COVID season. They had to play doubleheaders. Their roster was completely gutted. Mattingly wins National League Manager of the Year. And now we have the first women uh woman GM in baseball. Damn! <laughs> what a year for the Marlins.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know of any other team that's gone through that much and come out of it um, the way they did. So,
1: hats off to them. Hats off to the whole organization. It sounds like everything is coming together there.
2: Absolutely. And then the the one big news that we got today was the signing by the Padres of Mike Clevenger, who – get this. This is this is pretty interesting. So he signs this big contract, which I think is like a, a two-year or a three-year contract, yet he has to go have Tommy John surgery. So mm-hmm. he's out for the year. So he's, he signed a two-year $11.5 million contract. So he's literally signed a contract to just sit on the sideline for a year. It must be nice not to sign like a multi million dollar deal to just sit on the sidelines and get paid.
1: Yep, Chip. I'm gonna pay you to work for us forty thousand dollars a year for two years, Um, but you have an injury, so for the first year you just sit at home and collect your forty grand. Okay.
2: Yeah, I I would just, you know, put my feet (laughs) up and uh, play video games all day. Be it'd be nice.
1: Tough, tough, huh? Yeah. I mean, now now on the flip side, having Tommy John's surgery uh, is no joke. So they're, they're betting on him that he's going to have the surgery and he's going to come back that second year and just light it up.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did, he did you know, really well this year. Um, so that's what they're expecting. They're expecting him to come back in the second year. Like, they only signed a two-year deal. So if he comes back his second year and it, it doesn't work out, they're not on
1: the hook for anything. So Right. But he getting paid. <laughs> Regardless, so yep, well, uh, well, well, uh, you know, he'll have a surgery. We wish him well, a speedy recovery, and, and hope he will be back in the form because this is the second time he's having Tommy John surgery, not the first time, the second time,
2: yeah. So, and with Tommy John, you never know how that's going to go. It could either go really well or it could you know, derail his career.
1: So. Correct. But also having a year off and not throwing a ball that, uh, could work in his favor. So we'll see how it pans out. We'll, we'll talk about him in, uh, late 2021. <laughs> 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 oh man. All right. Uh, and as always the NHL stay tuned. Yep. Cool.
2: Uh, college, sports. On co- college sports. So, uh, the Ivy league has canceled all their winter sports and delaying their spring sports. Um, I know it's not really football, but I guess they were going to have like a winter football league or something like that, but they've Mm -hmm. since canceled it and and delayed all their other sports. Um, Jim Harbaugh lost another, uh, close match to, uh, I believe it was Wisconsin.
1: Um, Jim Harbaugh.
2: (laughs) So that's, that's, uh, that's going to be tough for, for them. Um,
1: uh, how much see, longer I, is Michigan going uh, to put up with this? That's what I've, I want to know.
2: I think he's gone at the end of the season. I don't think they'll make something during the season, but I think the writing is on the wall that he's, he, he will not be coaching Michigan uh, football this
1: come next year. I, and I want to say this about Jim Harbaugh. He's not a bad coach. I just I don't get what's going on at Michigan. I don't.
2: I, I, have, I have no idea. They were supposed to be a pretty decent. Team, so it's just as baffling as the start to the season for Penn State, where they're winless right now. So, uh, just, it just just we have to fucking football. Um, but we're gonna move on. Much more to say about college football. Uh, went through basketball, where there's there's we're we're getting used. To, we're getting close to the of the new season. Um, there, are, there's some pushback from a lot of coaches with the start of the new season. Uh, one of them being Rick Pitino, who basically has said that he wants the season to have a new start date, and he wants the back Madness and May Madison because of all the the COVID and uh, teams not being able to play uh because they've been on delays quote-unquote um i don't know it, it's been i don't want them to move this season back any further and for them to this move is like torture
1: back, for you isn't it?
2: <laughs> it it's just it's just awful like that's it, absolutely awful like i get the whole thing of like teams aren't being able to prepare that much for it but they, they have the season set up. They have the schedule set up. Um, they came out today with a – where they're going to have the March Madness tournament, but they're going to have it kind of like in a bubble because they're having the entire tournament in Indianapolis um, at one time, um, and I think they're going to have the same format as they normally do, but it's going to be most likely like a bubble-type format. Um, so they make sure that they get all the games in. They make sure everybody's – healthy when they're playing but the more and more you delay it the more like if you put it into may you're talking about these seniors that are going to be graduating in may like most schools end by the middle of middle of may like you can't have may madness and have these like that's going to affect the nba draft that's going to affect
1: Graduation and, ceremonies well, like, just before the draft, like, you know, like
2: it, it's, it's, it's just going to make everything completely insane. So I think Rick Pitino is way off his rocker on this one. And I think just, he's, he's upset because he's t- coaching a, uh, like a low level division one team and he's not coaching to- coaching the uh, like one of the powerhouses and it, it's getting to him. <laughs>
1: Like maybe he's hoping that, like, having May Madness, that, you know, Iona might have a shot. <laughs> yeah, right? Like <laughs> if it, it, I, And I mean, and, and I'm not knocking it, you know, because we, we get these college teams in there. You see it every year where you're like, who is that team and where are they from? But they made it. You know what I mean? So yeah. not to knock them that bad, but, like, if you want my opinion, pushing the start date back isn't going to help you the sooner you can get on the court probably will.
2: Yeah. It, we just, I, we, we have to start basketball starts up and I think in a week and let's just leave it at that.
1: Boom. All right, man. And, uh, I see here. We also wanted to talk about the masters. Yeah.
2: I just wanted to give a, you know, masters is a big, uh, golf tournament. So I just wanted to give a update on it. um, I did the notes yesterday. So as the masters was playing, so I didn't really add anything else in there, but uh, no I believe, I believe Dustin Johnson won the masters yesterday in, in unbelievable fashion. Um, he was like a record setting final round or something like that. And he just destroyed the competition. So he gets the green jacket and uh, yeah, I don't know if you got to catch any of the, the, the tournament at all, but it was a, uh, it was definitely interesting to see it played under under COVID, um, with with very little fans there, and um, uh, I think it, it it was the first sport that felt kind of normal, some type of normalcy with it.
1: Yeah, uh, they um, of course, if you're going to talk about golf, also you want to talk about Tiger Woods, and I heard he shot a uh, 76 with a career worst ten strokes on the 12th hole and i went wow <laughs> wow found water yeah. three times makes 10 on 12th hole at masters like god
2: <laughs> can you is, <laughs> is, is that can you can you can you just take a mulligan at that point and just be like i'm i'm off just yeah you, just i'm, I'm done but,
1: yeah wow i just hmm you know they—they they said he was well out of contention when he reached the twelfth on Sunday, but it just—he said over the following minutes was just—it <laughs> it just wasn't good. Um, I'll, no, I'll have no, to go back and look at the highlights, but I can imagine uh, a couple camera shots of the look on Tiger's face will probably tell the whole story. So, uh, a, a little, a little there uh, news there for you. Ah. <sighs> cool man um we're moving right along so all i got to say is you know what it's time for everybody that amusing hilarious and often brutal part of the show
0: it's time for chips chumps bad plays bad players awful calls poor sportsmanship the worst of the week with chips chumps
2: Hey everybody! Uh, so we're getting right into it with the chips chumps for this week, and um, yeah, we're gonna start out with kind of a doozy. Uh, I don't know how you absolutely let clear a player who has rib fractures start playing, um, but the newer New Orleans uh, medical staff, you you get number five on the list here for today, um, mostly because Drew Brees is your franchise quarterback and. You've got to be more careful with your quarterback. You can't let him go out there. Uh, You risked his life. You risked his career with a punctured lung. Um, Not good at all. The ineptitude that you guys showed on this is just appalling. Um, So for that, moron. Number four. Okay, so number four goes to – I don't know what you were thinking when you made these outlandish comments um and and in in for a fellow Philadelphian, uh insulting is all I can say for it. But Chris Heck, who is the the Sixers team president, said that came out on Friday and said that the word Philly is lazy and that we should no longer be known as Philly. Um, uh, because it's undersells the city. Um, He wants it to be referred to as new Philadelphia. Like what the hell are you talking about? Like sometimes I think when people speak like this, that you just are not even thinking about what you're talking about. Like it's absolutely stupid. Like it makes hey, it makes absolutely no sense with the with what you're talking about between Philly and New Philadelphia. Like, what does that even mean? It doesn't really mean anything. It's a city. Like we can call it Philly because we want to call it Philly. What whether it's you know lazy or or it's not. Like no stop. Just keep your mouth shut, moron. Number three. So number three goes to. Um, I don't know how else to put this, but Tampa International Airport, you just are stupid. Like, you have a NFL football team that's coming in. You would think that you would have all this prep work done before they get there so they can get on the flight and have a seamless flight up to their uh, destination in Charlotte, North Carolina for their game. But no, supposedly there's a mechanical failure with your flight. You You can't get them out. They're delayed for seven hours. Like, first of all, being a a person who flies a lot, I hate being delayed. It is the most uncomfortable feeling ever. I can't imagine being a professional football player getting paid millions and millions of dollars, and I can't figure out how to get from Tampa Bay to Charlotte without, like, the flight isn't even going to be seven hours. You probably spent more time sitting in the airport waiting. I would have been, like, super frustrated. Like, it would have been awful. Uh, for that's just negligence and just piss poor management. So Tampa Bay International Airport, moron. Number two. So number two goes to the entire New Orleans Saints teams. The team, not teams. Team. Um. There is a video that came out this this past week where after their win at Tampa Bay, it showed them all celebrating on Sunday night and without masks on, not following NFL's COVID-19 protocols. Did you not just see that the Raiders got fined all this money and lost draft picks and players got fined and there's all this other thing going on and you just literally like two days after this came down we're like, yeah, we don't care. We're just going to sit there and Celebrate and break all the rules that we can because we won a, albeit important game, but not really an important game because it's a regular season game that, you know, down the road you still may have to end up playing them and it may not like, if if it was like the Super Bowl or it was a playoff game, but it's just a regular season game, that game would absolutely mean nothing. So, New Orleans Saints, be smarter, more. Number one. And number one it goes to, um, we just talked about it, Rick Pitino. Like, what the heck are you talking about? Don't delay the season. Keep it to where it's at. You all agreed on this way beforehand. The more and more you delay it, the worse and worse it's going to get. Like, just play the season. Let it play out. See what happens. <sighs> Rick Pitino, moron. Alright, guys, that's it. I will post these up on uh our Discord and uh you know, let me know how you uh what you guys think of them.
1: There we go. Another week at Tips Chumps, and uh I did see the story about the Saints, and I just thought to myself, the same thing that you explained. Did you not just see the punishment that came down to the Las Vegas Raiders? What in the hell are you thinking? <laughs> it, 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 You know, first that happens, and then Breezy goes down because of the because the medical staff didn't diagnose him properly. Like, hello, (laughs) like I don't know what
2: they're doing over in New Orleans. Like the the negligence that's happening there is just
1: insane. Maybe it was all the the tropical storms and whatnot they had this year clouded their judgment.
2: Uh, I, I don't know maybe they're they're high or something who knows like it's just like,
1: <laughs> too much time in the what? French quarter. <laughs> I don't
2: know like
1: just,
2: uh, you don't make these mistakes at all like in normal circumstances to let alone like at the highest level
0: so uh,
1: is what it is. yeah with that being said, let's go ahead and hit the buzzer.
0: It's the final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here
1: we go. Five, four,
0: three, two,
1: one. All right, everybody, you heard it. We are at the final buzzer, and Chip, our movie of the week, man, one of my all-time favorites.
2: It's a good one. Um, so, going off of what the uh, the Masters this past weekend, I decided to go with a golf movie. Um, and it's considered a top five funniest movies of all time. It's Caddyshack 1980 film that still, still does the test of time. Um, it's got an all-star cast in it with, with uh, Roger Dangerfield, uh, Rod, excuse me, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, uh, Ted Knight. Um, it's an insanely good movie, funny, um, and it it takes you through like a summer and on the the greens and and everything that has to go wrong uh on with that um and the quote of the week from this movie is remember Danny two wrongs don't make a right but three rights make a left
1: <laughs> I love it <laughs> uh by the way just just on the side note could we put that quote up at work
2: <laughs> we
1: should we should <laughs> yes, absolutely we do that should. absolutely. Uh, <coughs> excuse me Well um, Great movie uh, Definitely uh, I've watched that movie Numerous times I absolutely love it Can never get enough of it and like you said uh, A great cast It's like an all star cast of comedy in that movie
2: Yeah it It's I I I, I there, For the longest time I had never seen it and then I watched it And it was just Um It it's just—it's hilarious. It's a hilarious film. I—I I, I love the little gopher. I think that's oh yeah, he's—he's he's awesome.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, the—the the sequel that they had for also, I must say, was not bad either. Normally, if you have a movie like that, the original is good, and then you start to frown. But the—the the sequel to it was not bad either. It—it it was equally comical. So I give them give them props for that. Uh, so. There we go. Another week in the books. Uh, all we really have to report on right now is football, but, uh, all the news with free agency and whatnot, gearing up in college basketball coming up soon. College football is in full swing. Uh, I suspect chip, uh, as we get closer to the new year, it's going to get crazy for us again.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, we're going to get right into it. We're going to have like 16 different sports going on and, uh, It'll be fun.
1: No rest for the weary, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and put this in the books, wrap it up. Chip, got anything else for the for the fans out there? Nope. Uh, have a safe and healthy week. Cool. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'm Don Hughes, Chip. We thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next week. We're out. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ. But that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous, signing off.